Good morning, everyone. This is Janet, and I'm the hostess of the Spoken Memory podcast. Today is May 15th, 2021, and I've got Jack. I'm calling you Jack on today. And so I will start with a few questions. If you would introduce yourself, where you were born and raised, how many siblings. Go ahead. Okay, I'm Jack Griffin. I was born and reared in Sumter, South Carolina, and I had four sisters and no brothers. And uh, I'm in the middle, so two younger and two older. And um, I am getting ready to celebrate my 66th birthday on May 22nd uh, this month, and I'm glad to be here today. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. I'm glad you're here, too. So I would, this podcast is a little about food, but also about family and fun. So I'm going to just ask you some open-ended questions about family, and you can insert the food and the fun as you recall or uh, describe. What, tell us a little bit that what you remember about your grandparents, maybe even your great-grandparents, George and Grace Buzzle. You bet. I I remember my great-grandparents, George and Grace Buzzle. They lived up on uh, Conant Street in Portage, Wisconsin. And uh, when we were, I guess, probably in fourth and third and fourth grade, we would go to Wisconsin sometimes for visits. And uh, I remember going to their house. It was a great big, huge sandstone mansion at that time, back in, built probably in the 30s. And it was like three to four stories, if I get that right. And it was scary. It was a spooky, scary place with Grandma Buzzle and Grandpa Buzzle. But uh, going in the house, it was always a little chilly. And the ceilings were like 16 feet high. The woodwork was beautiful kitchen was about the size of a small closet and then the upstairs had been boarding rooms over through the wars and things like that and they were pretty much empty and it was scary to go up there uh, as small children uh, i think that uh, grandpa buzzle didn't help much by telling stories about ghosts and things like that so running around the house was fun uh, running up and down and getting in trouble with our cousins was a, a blast uh, grandma Buzzle uh, was a small and sweet lady, but she uh, spared no um, patience for small children. And so if you could sit down and by Grandma Buzzle, you were probably either misbehaving or you were just pretty lucky to get her her attention. So it was a fun place and uh, it was a good, uh, good family. I love to see the old pictures in their house and stuff like that. So I remember Grandpa and Grandma Buzzle very well. My grandparents on my dad's side and my grandparents on my mom's side, I remember very well as well. Uh, Grandma Griffin uh, was the odds-on favorite for everything. She was always there for all of us as uh, grandchildren. She never really got too upset with anything we did, which was usually pretty mischievous. And Grandpa Griffin was just an absolute hoot to be around. He loved us and uh, would tease us and, uh, um, and just mess around with us all the time. And although he had work or he was busy, but when he was home, it was fun to be around. I had a, a distinction and honor to be able to live with Grandma Griffin for a summer or two. 
between schools and I really enjoyed uh, getting to know her there and her sisters and all of, of the aunts and uncles. My mom's parents, uh, Grandpa Peterson and Grandma Peterson lived in Mabel, uh, Mabel, um, Minnesota. And it was a completely different, uh, environment going to their house. Grandma Peterson was a, a big woman and she too uh, had very little patience for rough housing, but she was also could be very loving and, and give you a big hug and cookies. Uh, their house was very, very small in a little town in Maple. And grandpa uh, worked on the farm. And so being out on the farm was the best thing in the world to be around Grandpa Peterson. Uh, we would do chores and that really for smaller children and all we do is get in the way, but he was always very patient about that. And we'd come in for lunch every day at exactly, I think at 1230 or exactly one o'clock. We'd eat a small sandwich and then we'd take a nap. Grandpa would take a nap and we would uh, lay down and uh, we'd get back up and do some more work. And then at the end of the day, we would have to wash our hands and then we'd go back into Maple uh, for um, for uh, supper. So those, uh, those growing up and being around the farm and working out there uh, with our neighbors on dairy farms and things were uh, really... Um, that was fun. That was a lot of fun, and I remember those distinctly. And I also uh, remember going um, when they passed away. All my grandparents passed away. And I was sad times at that. So that's what I remember about my grandparents. Nice. They were good grandparents, no doubt. Good times. Okay, let me just ask you a little bit about Grandma Griffin. You mentioned and uh, her, or Grandma Buzzle's kids the oldest of which was Marion Griffin, which is our grandma. Do, what do you recall about her siblings, the Buzzles, grandma and grandpa, great-grandma and grandpa George's kids? There were eight of them. We didn't know them all, but Jiggs, Mike, Eva May, of course, and Marion. Speed. Mike was the wife. Speed. Anyhow, do you remember any interactions with Mike and Jiggs at their house in Oak Creek, the Milwaukee area? I do. So, uh, so that was uh, Jiggs and, and Mike lived in in Milwaukee, and they had a son, um, um, Robert. Robert and. I thought there was one other person there, but... Oh, her, her mother. Her mom. Uh, uh, Mike's mom lived with him. And I, I, I can't remember her name right off the bat. But we would go to Milwaukee, and Jiggs uh, and Speed, his brother, who lived in uh, North Freedom, sometimes we'd all come to Milwaukee for uh, Christmas events at uh, their house, and it was a free-for-all. It was a lot of fun. I mean, it was fun. All the cousins, I had the uncles and everybody out of the Buzzle family would be there. And they were crazy, crazy people. Um, so it's a lot of fun. A lot of playing cards uh, and uh, teasing uh, teasing all the, the little ones. All of us getting teased by these guys. And uh, um, what I remember best about 
jigs is that he was just he'd smoke a pipe sometimes and uh and he'd uh he'd blow that in your face and i remember he's also a big guy and he would pick you up and play with you uh, mike was um uh, kind of loud if i remember correctly and uh she was just fun she was always laughing and making everybody fun so that was fun speed uh was um just a uh older he was a lot older uh, than everybody but he was uh very gracious i remember and very kind of soft-spoken i think he had been in a war and uh he uh i think he had a, a deformity on his hand where he caught a saw or something so he when he rubbed your head he put that knuckle in there and, and it made your head hurt but um, I do remember being with them uh, in Milwaukee for all the holidays and stuff. And then I really liked uh, the treasure when we would go over to Speed's house. And uh, I had a cousin there, Barb, Barbie, and visiting with them in North Freedom and going to the train tracks and stuff like that. That was always fun. And Grandpa Griffin and the Buzzles had a little uh, farm uh, out there. And um, that was just kind of a hangout for everybody. And we'd go to the farm sometimes and have, have big picnics and, and uh, play out on the farm uh, near North Freedom. Although I can't remember exactly where it was. Is that Wilmer so, you're talking about? Grandpa Griffin, Wilmer? Griffin? Wilmer, yeah. Right. And the... and he owned it with, with Speed and, and uh, those guys. They used it for hunting. So that's what I remember about the Buzzle family. Um, and then I have to say in later years, then I started meeting all my cousins, uh, and, uh, Georgie and, and, uh, Dean and everybody and all of the puzzles that were our ages that we really never saw very often. And they've been great, great friends ever since. So that's yeah. what I think puzzles. Lasting memories. In fact, yes, I think that, uh, According to Bob's podcast, Jiggs was in World War II, and so was Speed. Yeah, Jiggs fought the Battle of Las Vegas, is what he said. Right. Because when he went into the Army, they never got out of Las Vegas. (laughs) Okay, so that is so cool to remember good times and good people, and there's a whole other conversation about that hunting camp you know, that Grandpa Wilmer and uh, his, maybe his brother-in-law's own together. But so let's talk about your mom and your dad and memories with, of them when you were little and maybe the places that we lived and what you, in particular, what you recall about your mom and as a young woman who she would be and not necessarily a mother, but a person. Same with your dad. Yeah, so um, my fondest memories probably, my memories probably start in uh, Meridian, even though we were born in Sumter, South Carolina in 1955 and 56. We moved to Meridian, Mississippi, and, uh, and I remember the my growing up there uh, at, on Druid, Druid Lane, I think was the name of the street where we lived right next to the lake. 
what I remember about mom is she was very, very busy, um, it seemed like, because um, we had a maid, a big black woman who took great care of us. Her name was Julia. Then I remember uh, with mom being gone, I, I think mom might have been even working. Uh, and dad was uh, busy with the Air National Guard flying. So um, I remember mostly when she would come home from work and that was great uh, julia was always more than happy to pass me off and uh, i remember mom uh, always being really nice even though when it was obviously very busy and things like that i uh, had great friends next door dr beeler he was a doctor and his wife they were older and uh, they always would welcome me over there and sometimes i'd sit on dr beeler's lap and He'd tell, read books and tell stories while he had a drink at the end of the day. And I remember mom coming over there um, <laughs> and taking me home uh, on several occasions. I remember that. I remember um, uh, dad uh, playing with us in the backyard. We had a little swing set and all that area back there. So that was my earliest memories of my parents and then I also remember that when we would travel we had this big black Oldsmobile and we would take a trip uh, with five kids and um, dad and mom and mom smoked <laughs> and so I remember we would be cold and mom would have a cigarette and the window would be open it was like oh my gosh we are freezing to death in the back and we could almost all of us get in the back seat and the mis misbehaving person had to end up in the middle between mom and dad. So that was always a, a big deal. And then having, uh, uh, getting scolded by my sisters all four. Mary wasn't much, uh, very big at that time. Just to, she just seemed to get a lot of attention. And then that was, uh, that was traveling with uh, everybody that was always fun always my dad never slowed down we never hardly ever stopped but we had fun in the car so that was fun and then uh, we also had an airplane as we uh, got ready to leave there and we did the same thing in the airplane where we're all we'd all get at different positions in the airplane for takeoff and then we were free to move around that was fun so that's what I remember about the Mississippi days with mom and dad, not a lot. And then we moved back to, from Mississippi, um, we moved back to, uh, I guess it was Pennsylvania. I can't remember. The next series I remember would be been Pennsylvania. Uh, we moved up there when dad went to Penn State, and I started the first grade there. And I remember the first grade very well, the very first day of the first grade, we lived in a house called the H house up in uh, Lamont. I don't know, it seemed like the top of a mountain to us at that time. And it was a great place to play and get in trouble. And I remember the first day that um, we were in the house and my mom gave me these brand new shoes uh, to wear, these little penny loafer shoes. And um, I went to school and she, and on, and on the very first day of school, um, my shoes broke and I felt I kind of had one shoe on. I felt pretty stupid. And then uh, I remember mom was not, she felt really bad for me.
So she told me that I, I, I didn't have to wear the new shoes. I could wear my old shoes and that would make school go a lot better for me because I did not like the new shoes and the broke and I, I felt bad. So that was my start and, and, and the first grade. I remember living in the house up there with mom and dad. Dad would bring his, his college buddies home, which were Charles Ackerman and others that were in Penn State with him. And we would play football, and there wasn't a whole lot of room to play football. We hit trees and knock in over things. And I remember that, um, that we would go to Penn State sometimes to get ice cream at the Raskeller. Uh, those were good days. And subsequently, the last thing I would say about Pennsylvania is that it was a Christmas, and it was the same uh, November time frame when uh, um, John Kennedy had been assassinated. And I remember uh, all of the the stuff, the people that were sad about that, and I remember that we watched it on TV. And um, I got sick, I got very sick. And we were moving, we were on our way to move back to South Carolina, so our house was empty. We were living in a rented house over on the other side of town. Or Still in Pennsylvania. Still in Pennsylvania. But I, that, that's not true. It was, it was that was, we, we moved to, we moved to, to Ohio. That's where we moved to. We were living in Ohio, and um, from Pennsylvania, we moved to Ohio. That's what we did. So that's what I remember now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it starting the this third and fourth grade, in second, third, and fourth grade. I think we did in Ohio. And those were interesting days. So um, we lived in Beaver Creek. We we moved and we lived in that Beaver Creek house. Uh, Mrs. Boyd lived next door. She was uh, the older lady. We had uh, a kind of an empty lot next door, and um, it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of friends uh, living in Beaver Creek, and uh, school was good. I was a good student, and I enjoyed it. And then um, that's where I got sick. That's where we were when uh, the president was um, killed. And I remember I got really sick, and everybody was the house was moved. We were living in a rented house then. And, um, and dad and took you, all the girls and, and went to uh, Chicago, uh, for Christmas. And I was uh, in the hospital. I had appendicitis and mom was with me and we, um, we stayed together. And then I think it was uh, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, we, we got on a train and we went to uh, Chicago. Uh, I was still pretty sick and uh, I remember that, the train ride and, and uh, we had a, a little car we, we stayed in, it was nice. Uh, but I don't really remember a lot about the ride, I just slept most of the time. And then we got to Grandma Griffin's house in Maywood and um, uh, <laughs> Everybody was mad because Grandma Griffin wouldn't let us open the presents until Mom and I got there. <laughs> so, so when I got home, it wasn't a hero's welcome because everybody had been waiting to open their presents at Christmas. But I remember that Christmas because I was kind of laid up, and yet at the same time, it was a lot of fun to see everybody. 
And from there, we, we went back to South Carolina and started again. And that was another uh, good trip. But that's what I remember, kind of, kind of the early days, you know. Yeah. Do you remember we lived in four different houses in Penn State, in State College? So we did. We right. moved around. We got our... I remember we we had we got our first TV in state college and not state college but our first TV in in Ohio. Oh. And we were living on the base. We were living in a little house on the base or something. And I remember uh, watching uh, TV and uh, sitting together watching Disney. <laughs> Walt Disney, so. yeah, the wonderful world of. So do you mind, you were talking about mom just a little bit, but how about just telling us a little bit about your thoughts about your father, memories uh, of when you were a child perhaps, or uh, how you feel now as an adult about your father? Well, I've never, I've always loved my father and I've always said appreciated having him around and uh, I never really had any run-ins with dad he wasn't the kind of person to have a run-in with and, and just uh, just sort of sometimes when you did something wrong and he, he was disappointed that, that just just seeing him disappointed was was enough to make you feel bad about what you did but um, I really uh, enjoyed in my younger years when he would bring his friends home and, and uh, he would introduce all of us to his friends and that was always nice to be introduced and people would talk to you and were interested in what you did so I thought that was that was a good lesson learned uh, I try to do that now that was a beginning lesson where he included us into a lot of things that they did um, I always thought that uh with dad he was also busy and he was also uh, busy with his missions or his his work and flying and stuff and you know he never really brought it home I don't remember him talking about it all the time at all he just did what he had to do and he was gone a lot especially when we were growing up in our junior high school years he was gone a lot and um, but I do remember the most the work I ever did with him was I helped him when he wanted to wire the house that he was building on, at Madison Avenue and I helped him wire that house I crawled through the attic and take the wires and everything and he, he put it in a, a very futuristic low voltage system that n nobody in South Carolina had had and um, so that was fun uh, being able to do that and, and pick it up and then I remember how quiet he was when um, Nancy, our sister, had passed away uh, in the aircraft accident, and he came back from um, from Vietnam for the funeral. And it was summer; it was hot, and I just remember how um, I I think he was really hurt, and I think all of us were. Well, who wouldn't be right? So that was interesting, and then. Um, 
And then after that, it was just sort of didn't see him much because he had to go back. And then when he came back, um, he, he got assignment overseas. And that's when we all went to different schools. So I kind of lost track uh, with dad on a routine basis, you know, after after probably the probably seventh grade. You know? So 10 years or, you know, my three years at high school and South Carolina, and then he and mom lived in and with you guys in England, so I didn't see him much. And even when I came home for for the summer in England to hang out, it was nothing to do. He was always gone, and um, so I didn't see him then either. And then it just kind of morphed between visiting with him on vacations, you know, Christmas. And, not too much spring break, but it came home a couple of times in the summer and um, really pulled towards the end of college when I graduated after five years in Clemson. I, I had time to spend with them. So before I went into the Air Force, I had six months and I lived with dad and mom for six months from May to January of 1979. And I really enjoyed it. I, you know, that's the first time. I'd be around dad a lot and he was busy with his businesses and things like that. But I really had a, a good time, you know, lots of conversations and, and, uh, um, visiting people and, and meeting people that he, he talked about a lot. So that was probably the one six months that I got the most time with him, you know, as a, as a growing up, you know, teenager and, mm-hmm. and young, young adult. And then after that, once I went into the Air Force, I didn't wasn't able to keep up. But we did visit a lot. He and Mom came down, and uh, I saw him at one time, or I guess I saw them. We would meet somewhere uh, sometimes at Martha's house or something like that. And then when Janet and I got married, they came and visited with us, and that was a, they came to every place we lived except. Um, yeah, they came to every Alaska? place we lived. No, I think they came there. I can't remember. Yeah. I don't think they came there. No, no, but that was it. So that's what yeah. I'd say. You know, it's, I really enjoyed being around my dad. I learned a lot. I think he was very inclusive of people. He helped them. I was surprised, uh, not surprised at all, but I, when we went to his funeral, we met so many people that were at the ages of high school and and college years and young married people that all knew dad and, and he had done something for them or got them involved in things and i think that was a testimony to his ability to help people and he did a lot of it amen thank you jack I'm going to ask you yeah. one final question, and that is, is there anything that you can share with us that you've learned or realized today from recalling these memories? Oh, um, well, sure, yeah. You mean recalling the memories is not hard. I, they're always there. Every time I look around the room, there's some memory of something, and, and uh, I think that's interesting, right? So... So I think that I guess my one thing that I I put in my head every day is 
is that I'm thankful that I had parents like that that I did and thankful that I have sisters that I do. And um, even though we don't live close to each other and we really don't see each other very often, it's not that it's not because we don't want to, it's because we all lead different lives and we have different programs going on. But it's always reminds me that once we do get together, it, it's not hard and it's uh, very easy and it's fun to be around people because I think we have the same kind of attitude as our parents, you know, respect each other and have some fun. And that's what I, I recall and, and I, I think of every day uh, and I try to put that in play every day is to just have a little fun and, and do a little work and make sure that, you know, you can take care of somebody if the need comes up. That's what I remember. That's great. I appreciate that. And Good. my well, and my listeners will appreciate it too. Thanks for hosting your podcast. I appreciate that. Bye-bye. Good morning, everyone. This is Janet, and I'm the hostess of the Spoken Memory podcast. Today is May 15th. 2021 and I've got Jack. I'm calling you Jack on today and so I will start with a few questions. If you would introduce yourself, where you were born and raised, how many siblings. Go ahead. Okay, I'm Jack Griffin. I was born and reared in Sumter, South Carolina and I had four sisters and no brothers and uh, I'm in the middle so two younger and two older. And um, I am getting ready to celebrate my 66th birthday on May 22nd uh, this month. And I'm glad to be here today. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. I'm glad you're here, too. So I would, this podcast is a little about food, but also about family and fun. So I'm going to just ask you some open-ended questions about family. And you can insert the food and the fun as you recall or uh, describe what tell us a little bit that what you remember about your grandparents maybe even your great-grandparents George and Grace Buzzle you bet I I remember my great-grandparents George and Grace Buzzle they lived up on uh, Conant Street in Portage Wisconsin and uh, when we were I guess probably in the fourth and third and fourth grade, we would go to Wisconsin sometimes for visits. And uh, I remember going to their house. It was a great big, huge stand, sandstone mansion at that time, back in, in built probably in the thirties. And it was like three to four stories, if I get that right. And it was scary. It was a spooky, scary place with Grandma Buzzle and Grandpa Buzzle. But, uh, Going into the house, it was always a little chilly, and the ceilings were like 16 feet high. The woodwork was beautiful. Kitchen was about the size of a small closet. And then the upstairs had been boarding rooms over through the wars and things like that, and they were pretty much empty, and it was scary to go up there as small children. Uh, I think that uh, Grandpa Buzzle didn't help much by telling stories about ghosts and things like that. So running around the house was fun, uh, running up and down and getting in trouble with our cousins was a, a blast. Uh, Grandma Buzzle uh, was a 
small and sweet lady, but she uh, spared no um, patience for small children. And so if you could sit down and by Grandma Buzzle, you were probably either misbehaving or you were just pretty lucky to get her, her attention. So it was a fun place, and uh, it was a good uh, good family. I love to see the old pictures in their house and stuff like that. So I remember Grandpa and Grandma Buzzle very well. My grandparents on my dad's side and my grandparents on my mom's side, I remember very well as well. Uh, Grandma Griffin uh, was the odds-on favorite for everything. She was always there for all of us as uh, grandchildren. She never really got too upset with anything we did, which was usually pretty mischievous. And Grandpa Griffin was just an absolute hoot to be around. He loved us and uh, would tease us and, uh, um, and just mess around with us all the time, and although he had work or he was busy but when he was home it was fun to be around i had a, a distinction and honor to be able to live with grandma griffin for a summer or two uh, between schools and i really enjoyed uh, getting to know her there and her sisters and all of, of the aunts and uncles my mom's parents uh, grandpa peterson and grandma peterson lived in mabel uh mabel um Minnesota, and it was a completely different uh, environment going to their house. Grandma Peterson was a, a big woman, and she too uh, had very little patience for rough housing. But she was also could be very loving and, and give you a big hug and cookies. Uh, their house was very very small in a little town in Mabel, and Grandpa. Uh, worked on the farm and so being out on the farm was the best thing in the world to be around Grandpa Peterson uh, we would do chores and that really for smaller children and all we do is get in the way but he was always very patient about that and we'd come in for lunch every day at exactly I think at 12 30 or exactly one o'clock we'd eat a small sandwich and then we'd take a nap Grandpa would take a nap and we would uh, lay down and uh, we'd get back up and do some more work and then at the end of the day, we would have to wash our hands and then we'd go back into Maple uh, for um, for uh, supper. So those, uh, those growing up and being around the farm and working out there uh, with our neighbors on dairy farms and things were uh, really, um, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. And I remember those distinctly. And I also, uh, remember going um, when they passed away. All my grandparents passed away. And I was sad times at that. So that's what I remember about my grandparents. Nice. They were good grandparents, no doubt. Good times. Okay, let me just ask you a little bit about Grandma Griffin. You mentioned and uh, her, or Grandma Buzzle's kids, the oldest of which was Marion Griffin, which is our grandma. Do, what do you recall about her siblings, the Buzzles, Grandma and Grandpa, Great Grandma and Grandpa George's kids? There were eight of them. We didn't know them all, but Jigs, Mike, Eva May, of course, and Marion. Speed. Mike was the wife. Speed. Anyhow, do you remember any interactions with 
Mike and Jigs at their house in Oak Creek, the Milwaukee area. I do. So, uh, so that was uh, Jigs and, and Mike lived in in Milwaukee, and they had a son, uh, um, Robert. Robert, and I thought there was one other person there, but uh, her, her her mother, her mom, uh, uh, Mike's mom lived with them, and I. I I can't remember her name right off the bat. But we would go to Milwaukee, and Jiggs uh, and Speed, who is brother, who lived in uh, North Freedom, sometimes we'd all come to Milwaukee for uh, Christmas events at uh, their house, and it was a free-for-all. It was a lot of fun. I mean, it was fun. All the cousins, I had the uncles and everybody out of the Buzzle family would be there, and they were crazy, crazy people. Um, so it's a lot of fun, a lot of playing cards, uh, and uh, teasing, uh, teasing all the, the little ones, all of us getting teased by these guys. And uh, uh, what I remember best about Jigs is that he was just he'd smoke a pipe sometimes, and uh, and he'd. Uh, He'd blow that in your face, and I remember he's also a big guy, and he would pick you up and play with you. Uh, Mike was um, uh, kind of loud, if I remember correctly, and uh, she was just fun. He was always laughing and making everybody fun, so that was fun. Speed uh, was um, just a, a older; he was a lot older uh, than everybody, but he was uh, very gracious. I remember, and very kind of soft-spoken. I think he had been in a war, and uh, he, uh, I think he had a, a deformity on his hand where he caught a saw or something. So he, when he rubbed your head, he put that knuckle in there, and, and it made your head hurt. But um, I do remember being with him uh, in Milwaukee for all the holidays and stuff. And then I really liked. Uh, the treasure when we would go over Speed's house, and uh, I had a cousin there, Barb Barbie, and visiting with them in North Freedom and going to the train tracks and stuff like that. That was always fun. And Grandpa Griffin and the Buzzles had a little uh, farm uh, out there, and um, that was just kind of a hangout for everybody. And we'd go to the farm sometimes and have, have big picnics and and. Uh, play out on the farm uh, near North Freedom, although I can't remember exactly where it was. Is that Wilmer so, you're talking about? Grandpa Griffin, Wilmer? Griffin? Wilmer, yeah. Right. And the, and he owned it with, with Speed and, and uh, those guys. They used it for hunting. So that's what I remember about the Buzzle family. Um, and then I have to say, in later years, then I started meeting all my cousins uh, and uh, Georgie and, and uh, Dean and everybody and all of the puzzles that were our ages that we really never saw very often and they've been great, great friends ever since. So that's yeah. what I think puzzles. Lasting memories. In fact, yes, I think that uh, according to Bob's podcast, Jigs was in World War Two, and so was Speed. Yeah. Jigs fought the Battle of Las Vegas, is what he said. Right. Because when he went into the Army, they never got out of Las Vegas. Right. 
Okay, so that is so cool to remember good times and good people. And there's a whole nother conversation about that hunting camp, you know, that Grandpa Wilmer and uh, his, maybe his brother-in-laws own together. But so let's talk about your mom and your dad and memories with, of them when you were little and maybe the places that we lived and what you in particular what you recall about your mom and as a young woman who she would be and not necessarily a mother but a person same with your dad yeah so um my fondest memories probably my memories probably start in uh, Meridian even though we were born in Sumter, South Carolina in 1955 and 56 we moved to Meridian, Mississippi and uh, and I remember my growing up there uh, at, on Druid, Druid Lane I think was the name of the street where we lived right next to the lake what I remember about mom is she was very, very busy, um, it seemed like, because um, we had a maid, a big black woman who took great care of us. Her name was Julia. Then I remember uh, with mom being gone, I think mom might have been even working. Uh, and dad was uh, busy with the Air National Guard flying. So um, I remember mostly when she would come home, from work and that was great. Uh, Julie was always more than happy to pass me off. And uh, I remember mom uh, always being really nice, even though when it was obviously very busy and things like that. I uh, had great friends next door, Dr. Beeler. He was a doctor and his wife, they were older and uh, they always would welcome me over there. And sometimes I'd sit on Dr. Beeler's lap and. He'd tell, read books and tell stories while he had a drink at the end of the day. And I remember mom coming over there um, <laughs> and taking me home uh, on several occasions. I remember that. I remember um, uh, dad uh, playing with us in the backyard. We had a little swing set and all that area back there. So that was my earliest memories of my parents. And then I also remember that when we would travel, we had this big black Oldsmobile and we would take a trip uh, with five kids and um, dad and mom, and mom smoked. <laughs> and so I remember we would be cold and mom would have a cigarette and the window would be open. It was like, oh my gosh, we're freezing to death in the back. And we could almost all of us get in the back seat and the miss misbehaving person had to end up in the middle between mom and dad so that was always a, a big deal and then having uh, uh getting scolded by my sister sophomore mary wasn't much uh, very big at that time just to she just seemed to get a lot of attention and then that was uh that was traveling with uh, everybody that was always fun always my dad never slowed down we never hardly ever stopped but we, we had fun in the car, so that was fun. And then uh, we also had an airplane as we uh, got ready to leave there, and we did the same thing in the airplane where we're all we'd all get at different positions in the airplane for takeoff, and then we were free to move around. And that was fun. So 
that's what I remember about the Mississippi days with mom and dad, not a lot. And then we moved back to from Mississippi. Um, we moved back to, uh, I guess it was Pennsylvania. I can't remember. The next series I remember would be been Pennsylvania. Uh, we moved up there when dad went to Penn State, and I started the first grade there. And I remember the first grade very well, the very first day of the first grade. We lived in a house called the H House up in uh, Lamont. I don't know, it seemed like the top of a mountain to us at that time. And it was a great place to play and get in trouble. And I remember the first day that um, we were in the house, and my mom gave me these brand-new shoes uh, to wear, these little penny loafer shoes. And um, I went to school, and she, and on, the, and on the very first day of school, um, my shoes broke, and I felt I kind of had one shoe on. I felt pretty stupid, and then uh, I remember mom was not. She felt really bad for me, and uh, so she told me that I, I I didn't have to wear the new shoes. So I could wear my old shoes, and that would make school go a lot better for me because. I did not like the new shoes and the broke and I, I felt bad. So that was my start and, and, and the first grade. I remember living in the house up there with mom and dad. Dad would bring his, his college buddies home, which were Charles Ackerman and others that were in Penn State with him. And we would play football and there wasn't a whole lot of room to play football. We hit trees and knock in over things. And I remember that, um, that we would go to Penn State sometimes to get ice cream at the Raskeller. Uh, those were good days. And subsequently, the last thing I would say about Pennsylvania is that it was a Christmas, and it was the same uh, November time frame when uh, um, John Kennedy had been assassinated. And I remember uh, all of the the stuff, the people that were sad about that. And I remember that we watched it on TV and um, I got sick. I got very sick and we were moving. We were on our way to move back to South Carolina. So our house was empty. We were living in a rented house over on the other side of town. Or Still in Pennsylvania. Still in Pennsylvania. But I, that, that's not true. It was, it was, that was, we, we moved to, we moved to, to Ohio. Ohio. That's where we moved to. We were living in Ohio and, um, from Pennsylvania, we moved to Ohio. That's what we did. So that's what I remember now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it starting the, this third and fourth grade in second, third and fourth grade, I think we did in Ohio. And those are interesting days. So, um, we lived in Beaver Creek. We, we moved and we lived in that Beaver Creek house. Uh, Mrs. Boyd lived next door. She was uh, the older lady. We had uh, a kind of an empty lot next door. And um, it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of friends uh, living in Beaver Creek. And uh, school was good. I was a good student and I enjoyed it. And then um, that's where I got sick. That's where we were when uh, the president was... Um, killed and I remember I got really sick and everybody 
the house was moved. We were living in a rented house then. And, um, and dad and took you, all the girls and, and went to uh, Chicago uh, for Christmas. And I was uh, in the hospital. I had appendicitis and mom was with me and we, um, we stayed together. And then I think it was uh, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, we, we got on a train and we went to uh, Chicago. Uh, I was still pretty sick and uh, I remember that, the train ride and, and uh, we had a, a little car we, we stayed in, it was nice. Uh, but I don't really remember a lot about the ride, I just slept most of the time. And then we got to Grandma Griffin's house in Maywood and... Um, uh, <laughs> Everybody was mad because Grandma Griffin wouldn't let us open the presents until Mom and I got there. <laughs> so, so when I got home, it wasn't a hero's welcome because everybody had been waiting to open their presents at Christmas. But I remember that Christmas because I was kind of laid up, and yet at the same time, it was a lot of fun to see everybody. And from there, we, we went back to South Carolina and started again. And that was another uh, good trip. But, that's what I remember, kind of, kind of the early days, you know. Yeah. Do you remember we lived in four different houses in Penn State, in State College? So we did. We right. moved around. We got. Our, I remember we we had we got our first TV in State College, and not State College, but our first TV in in Ohio. Oh. And we were living on the base. We were living in a little house on the base or something. And I remember uh, watching uh, TV and uh, sitting together watching Disney. <laughs> Walt Disney, so. yeah, the wonderful world of. So do you mind, you were talking about mom just a little bit, but how about just telling us a little bit about your thoughts about your father memories uh, of when you were a child perhaps or uh, how you feel now as an adult about your father well I've never I've always loved my father and I've always appreciated having him around and uh, I never really had any run-ins with dad he wasn't the kind of person to have a run-in with and, and just uh just sort of sometimes when he did something wrong and he he was disappointed that, that just just seeing him disappointed was was enough to make you feel bad about what he did but um i really uh, enjoyed in my younger years when he would bring his friends home and, and uh he would introduce all of us to his friends and that was always nice to be introduced and people would talk to you and were interested in what you did. So I thought that was, that was a good lesson learned. Uh, I try to do that now. That was a beginning lesson where he included us into a lot of things that they did. Um, I always thought that uh, with dad, he was also busy and he was also, um, busy with his missions or his, his work and flying and stuff. And, you know, he never really brought it home. I don't remember him talking about it all the time at all. He just did what he had to do and he was gone a lot. 
especially when we were growing up in uh, junior high school years. He was gone a lot. And, um, but I do remember the most uh, work I ever did with him was I helped him when he wanted to wire the house that he was building at, at Madison Avenue. And I helped him wire that house. I crawled through the attic and take the wires and everything. And he, he put it in a, a very futuristic low voltage system that nobody in South Carolina had had. And um, so that was fun, uh, being able to do that and, and pick it up. And then I remember how quiet he was when um, Nancy, our sister, had passed away uh, in the aircraft accident. And he came back from... Um, from Vietnam for the funeral and it was summer, it was hot and I just remember how um, I, I think he was really hurt and I think all of us were well, who wouldn't be right so that was interesting and then um, and then after that I was sort of didn't see him much because he had to go back and then when he came back um, he, he got assignment overseas and that's when we all went to different schools. So I kind of lost track uh, with dad on a routine basis, you know, after, after probably the, probably seventh grade. You know. So 10 years or, you know, my three years at high school in South Carolina and then he and mom lived in and with you guys in England. So I didn't see him much. And even when I came home for, for, the summer in England to hang out. It was nothing to do. He was always gone. And um, so I didn't see him then either. And then it just kind of morphed between visiting with him on vacations, you know, Christmas and not too much spring break. But it came home a couple of times in the summer and um, really poured towards the end of college when I graduated after five years. Clemson, I, I had time to spend with them. So before I went into the Air Force, I had six months and I lived with dad and mom for six months from May to January of 1979. And I really enjoyed it. I, you know, that's the first time I'd been around dad a lot and he was busy with his businesses and things like that. But I really had a, a good time and lots of conversations and, and, uh, visiting people and, and meeting people that he, he talked about a lot. So that was probably the one six months that I got the most time with him, you know, as a, as a growing up, you know, teenager and, mm-hmm. and young, young adult. And then after that, once I went into the Air Force, I didn't, wasn't able to keep up, but we did visit a lot. He and mom came down and uh, I saw him at one time. Or I guess I saw them. We would meet somewhere uh, sometimes at Martha's house or something like that. And then when Janet and I got married, they came and visited with us, and that was a, they came to every place we lived except um, yeah, they came to Alaska? every place we lived. No, I think they came there. I can't remember. Oh. I don't think they came. No, no, no but that was it. So that's what I'd say. You know, that's, I really enjoyed being around my dad. I learned a lot. I think he was very inclusive of people. He helped them. 
I was surprised, uh, not surprised at all, but I, when we went to his funeral and we met so many people that were at the ages of high school and, and college years and young married people that all knew dad and, and he had done something for them or got them involved in things. And I think that was a testimony to his ability to help people. And he did a lot of it. Amen. Thank you, Jack. I'm going to ask you yeah. one final question, and that is, is there anything that you can share with us that you've learned or realized today from recalling these memories? Oh, um, well, sure, yeah. I mean, recalling the memories is not hard. I, they're always there. Every time I look around the room, there's some memory of something, and, and uh, I think that's interesting, right? So... So I think that I guess my one thing that I I put in my head every day is is that I'm thankful that I had parents like that that I did, and I'm thankful that I have sisters that I do. And um, even though we don't live close to each other and we really don't see each other very often, it's not that it's not because we don't want to. It's because we all lead different lives and we have different programs going on. But it's always reminds me that once we do get together it it's not hard and it's uh, very easy and it's fun to be around people because i think we have the same kind of attitude as our parents you know respect each other and have some fun and that's what i i recall and when i i think of every day uh, and i try to put that in play every day is to just have a little fun and and do a little work and make sure that you know you can take care of somebody if the need comes up that's what i remember that's great i appreciate that and my and my listeners will appreciate it too thanks for hosting your podcast i appreciate that bye-bye